the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you, because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. Hey, everybody. It's the Combat Cast, episode 51. The man they call Dave with Chevrolet. And we're going to talk about things coming up, things that already happened, and all your fun combat sports. Chevy, tell me what we got coming up. All right. June 18th, we're going to be previewing UFC Fight Night Cater versus Emmett. That'll be an early card, a 6 p.m. Eastern card. We're looking forward to that. And June 15th, UFC Fight Night, Sarukian versus Gamra. I skipped over that one last week. <laughs> and then it'll be July 2nd. That'll be International Fight Week, UFC 276, Adesanya versus Cannoneer. Some good stuff coming up. Let's talk about last or just past week's card, which I saw most fights. I actually missed one we'll talk about. I think you saw the whole card. So first fight, anything you want to talk about besides the main card? Just the Felice Herring, Carolina Kolkavich oh, yeah. fight. Carolina got a rear naked choke on Felice. She was super excited because she snapped her five fight losing skid that she was on. And, you know, she changed up her camp. She came to America, left her dogs and her husband and everything. And she was cha- training at top team, American top team with Joanna and everything. So super happy for her. Unfortunately, that means Felice lost and she had been coming back from two ACL surgeries and she just wanted to prove to herself that she could come back and she ended up retiring at the end. So so she's ready to move on to something else. So good for her. Yeah, that was a good fight. I was really happy for her. Yeah. Honestly, it was interesting. I thought Felice was actually landing some harder harder shots at times. But yeah, when Carolina really started to try to put that takedown on there and stuff. Yeah, it was definitely like I thought was a turning point. And hey, good for Carolina. We'll see where she goes next and what happens. Yeah. So Alonzo Menofield, he starts off this card and I thought he looked good. You know, not just like I was talking last time how he could be very explosive. And, you know, that's something I liked about him. But he used his wrestling here, too. And it was interesting because then they stood up for a minute. They started to trade. And it looked like, I don't want to say he was in trouble, but it was like, it looked like it, for those few seconds, like it could be a little more of a back and forth, like maybe we're going to war. And he was like, nah, <laughs> he went back to his wrestling and he put it on him and got that crucifix position. And once you get that, that, that doesn't always happen. But once they get that crucifix position, you, unless you're towards the end of the round, you're pretty much done. Almost always, yeah. yeah. I was talking with one of my buddies about that. And once they get that crucifix on, you just, it's panic for guys because it's impossible to defend yourself. So even if you're not getting hit with hard shots, the ref will stop the fight because you can't defend yourself. So that's not what happened in this case. Manfield definitely landed some hard shots and he was punishing 
Escar for something. I don't even know what, but he, they were jawing back and forth afterwards. He was all fired up, all upset. So yeah, he looked great. And I was glad he got the win. I also put down a couple of potential opponents for him too. I was thinking like, he's not in the top 15 yet. So I was looking at a couple guys and I saw like Ryan Spann at number 14. Johnny Walker's actually still number 13. And I thought either one of those fights could be very interesting. And I honestly, especially against Walker, who's 13, no offense to him, but like especially if this Menafield shows up using his wrestling too. Like I, I like a shot there. Yeah, those are two great fights. That division's so stacked to think about how those guys, Ryan Spann and Johnny Walker, rank, you know, all the way down there. We'll talk more about when we talk about 275, but I was thinking about that this weekend, like with Yuri Prohaska coming in here, and especially if he puts it on Glover, like we think he will, and we love Glover, but I was like, man, you know, it would be interesting. I know he's coming up to heavyweight and all that, but man, like, I gotta be honest, like, I can't say, like, this new crop of light heavyweights that are gonna be coming up, like, that John Jones is just gonna keep walking through him if they had him you know i'm not saying he wouldn't either but i would be if yuri looks as good as we think he will against glover still dominant champion like i'd watch that guy fight john jones and be interested yeah i don't think we're ever gonna see john jones getting back down to 205 for sure after looking at him recently i don't don't think he'd ever make it back down there but but i just the point being what you said it is an interesting division these days yeah absolutely then we had oday osborne he said that just like that too it is after interview with Oday, Oday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he had a big counter shot, check hook. You know, he looked good as well. I don't know what you want to really want to add. I just thought I wanted to add another opponent for him. Maybe I thought would be interesting. He had talked about Jeff Molina, I think, mm-hmm. next. So maybe that's a fight that will make sense, you know, because flyweights are so well-rounded that, you know, it would be, you know, like I was looking at a guy, like I think like Tim Elliott, who's like number 11, you know, he's actually close to top 10. And I'm like, man, I like O'Day's explosive, but I have no idea how he would do with somebody so well-rounded. Like, yeah, like Tim Elliott's number 11 and that guy's a complete fighter. Yeah, absolutely. At, at that division, you absolutely have to be. You have to be good at everything. You have to have great cardio. Yeah. It's such a tough division. Yeah, I think we need to see him against higher-level talent before we can really know where he's at. You know, what I didn't like was his post-fight interview was as long as his fight was, though. Yeah. yeah. A little bit, little bit less on the mic, my guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, a we'll fan, how... though. I'm a fan. Yeah, I like the style. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, he's excitable. And then we had women's flyweight, Kareen Silva. I know you're happy about this because she used a darts choke to beat Poliana Botella. Yeah, I mean, love the darts choke. I was looking at like top 15 opponents for her too. And I had number 15 was actually Raquel Pennington. And I'm like, well, I don't know. That's a tough matchup too. <laughs> yeah, this girl, she's a finisher though, right? She has like 100% finish rate and most of them are in the first round. So yeah. she so didn't go out and rush this one. She finished Poliana with five seconds left in the first round i think it was mm-hmm. it was like five or eight seconds left or something yeah. but it was late she didn't rush it so she looked good she looked good on the feet obviously she snatched that darts up quick and yeah like you said i always love to see those so I'm and we'll talk about this later too with her like with santos fighting her too like santos i was looking at her record like she's a banger and obviously I mean, these women are going to be outmatched against Shevenko, Valentina, but like a person like Silva, you know, you're probably going to need somebody who has those kind of power punches to have even a shot. So they need to be able to get her respect. Yeah, right. Just to follow up on that, too. And obviously, we're not saying that she's ready for Valentina, but she does have 11 first round finishes now. Right. Pretty impressive. 
Amanda Nunes could knock out Valentina, so right. you, you, you need to be able to hit really hard to get her respect. Yeah. Then, I believe next was, yes, Lucas Almeida. He defeated Mike Trezano. TKO, round three, featherweight fight. I think this was, yeah, this was fight of the night as well. What were your thoughts on this fight? I thought Trezano was looking really good. He clipped Almeida early, and he, he was looking good, and then he just ended up getting clipped from some wild punches, stepped into a big hook. And he ended up getting stopped. So, and I think it was a third round stop, but I don't think either fighters stock goes down too much with this one. Like you said, it was fight of the night. It was a good back and forth fight. So hopefully he comes back and gets a win in his next one. Do you think Lucas Almeida is ready for a top 15? I'm looking at the, this 15 is Tapori and 14 is Shane Burgos. I know that he had some heat with Taporia, right? So a lot of people seem to. <laughs> yeah, I think Dana's going to want to push him along a little bit because you mm-hmm. know he has such a, an exciting style and a great record. So yeah, I, I think I, you're going to see him get a good push. I like these two, and then you look at guys like you know Patty Pimblett right there too, right? And it's like I, I hope they keep kind of letting some of these guys grow a little bit too. Yeah. Then we had, say this right, Mosavar Evolve. He defeated Dan Eagle. Actually, this was a fight I didn't see. I was out. This one happened exactly as I said it was going to happen. Mozar beat Dan Ige up for five rounds, and we all felt bad for him at the end. Yeah, they wrestled. Uh, he beat Ige everywhere. Oh, okay. On the feet, on the ground, he did whatever he wanted the entire fight. Now, Dan looked pretty frustrated. I don't want to say helpless, but he just didn't have an answer for Mosvar. And I, and I don't think too many people are. I think he's a problem for the division going forward, for sure. I think yes. this is a six straight win in the UFC. Mm-hmm. He's undefeated in the UFC, so... You're going to see him against a uh, top five guy next for sure. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, well, he's ranked number 13 now. And just even the two guys, well, I don't know about today. When they were going into this, he was ranked 13. So he might even be higher now. But number 12 at the time was Edson Barboza. And number 11 was like, so Deke Youssef. So again, this division is just so stacked too. So I'm kind of, even if you put him against some of these guys, I know it's not top five, but I mean, <laughs> some good fights out here. Yeah, I, everyone seems to be pretty well paired up near the top, too. I know Bryce Mitchell's looking for a fight. Yeah. I know he's searching a fight with uh, Korean Zombie. So, winner that one, maybe. I don't know. Uh, or, you know, maybe that fight doesn't get put together and Mozart hit he fights one of them instead. But the division is super stacked. It's amazing time for featherweight. Yeah, I mean, again, you got guys at the top. It's like... You know, Holloway, Ortega, Yair, uh, you know, yeah. the champ. It's just like the Korean zombie who's still going at it, too. I mean, they're all just... He says like, he wants one more fight. I mean, he's still a top-notch guy. He's not going to beat Holloway or, oh, God, Volkanovski. But you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. he's still the champ. So, main event, Volkov versus Rosenstruck. Volkov gets to win. Thought it was an early stoppage. And it's interesting because, like, I was throwing you down, like, names and stuff for this for the winners here. And it's like with Volkov, it's like he's kind of lost to everybody above him. Yep. I don't know what you do with him next. Like, I almost said, like, this is a guy, like, when I talk about people who might benefit from leaving, I know he's a former Bellator champion. Like, he might actually do better off in a Bellator or a PFL because I feel like he's still pretty good. But he's lost key mashups. Yeah, he, he might be not permanently, but as of right now, I think he's stuck in that gatekeeper kind yeah. of role. He needs a rematch. Yeah, he he's probably going to need a few 
to string together a few wins to get another, you know, like shot at the top guys. So I'm not sure. I, I'm excited to see him against anyone, really. That division is starting to come alive as well. It was pretty stagnant for a while, a couple of years ago, but some young guys in there with Tom Aspinall and Tai Tuivasa and all that is getting exciting again. So I thought he looked great. I didn't personally think the stoppage was too early. I know, I mean, he was still there. I I listened to Brennan Schaub's show and he was talking about how Rosenstruck turned his back when he was coming off the cage mm. there. And if you do that, it's akin to tapping in a, in a grappling scenario. So it kind of makes sense. Uh, saves. He was talking about how it saves him from getting that, that Ronda Rousey head kick that she took, you know, that kind of scenario right. where you turn away and you get head kicked from behind. So I didn't think the stoppage was that bad. Yeah, he wasn't out, but he was in trouble. I mean, his mouthpiece was sent flying across the octagon and he was continuing to take punches after that so he was in trouble no matter what and we had a little bit of boxing this weekend too correct yeah devin haney flew all the way to australia to take all of the belts off of george campos jr so i think there's a rematch clause but i'm not sure when that rematch will happen but it's nice to see devin haney he's an american he's 23 years old and he he has all those belts i don't know the weight classes for boxing so i'm not sure what weight class it is but good on him you know i know that this means people will be calling him out like Lomachenko, like Lomachenko used to have all those belts and then Tiafimo Lopez took them from him and then Cambos took them from Tiafimo. So any of those guys could be against Haney next. Yeah, you know, it's always interesting when you have a guy that young conquering his sport. It makes me kind of wonder what the future will be for him to, you know, keep moving up in weight classes maybe. I think that's probably most likely, you know. I always like... I like the idea, you know, like of like, we don't see it because the money isn't the same, but like, I, I like the idea of a super skilled boxer, maybe trying to get into MMA, but you know, embracing it and stuff too. Like, you know, I, I'd be really interested. I think the problem is probably right, especially those lighter weight classes, that it's hard to like become so well rounded at everything else. You have to be so well rounded. Like, heavyweight is the only division I feel like you could get away with it. I mean, like, look at Clarissa Shields. You know, she's probably the best example of that. You know, super yeah. skilled boxer coming over. You know, they're setting her up with tomato cans, basically. And she she lost one and, and really should have lost the first one as well. But it, it's just tough. It's just you don't have enough time to develop the skills required for the sport. Yeah. I mean, not everybody can be a Holly Holm. All right. Let's talk about the pay-per-view this weekend. First fight on the main card. Yeah, I'm going to struggle with these first couple fights here. Jack... Della Madalena. Madalena. He's 11 and 2. He's got nine KOs, one submission, one decision. He lost his first two fights, too. He's won 11 in a row. And this is his second UFC fight. And he's taken uh, Ramazan Amiv, who's 20 and 5, three KOs, seven submissions, 10 decisions. And he's a former M1 Global Middleweight Champion. All right. And this is at Welterweight. I'm a little more familiar with Ramazan, but I like this. What I love about this record, we talked about this too, is the fact that this guy lost his first two fights and has now won 11 in a row. Yep. And pretty much all but one have been finishes. So I like him. I'm going to go with Jack Della Madalena. I better learn his name. But yeah, I like him. I'm going with Jack also. I'm going to say second round finish. He's going to KO him. 
hopefully, if not, we're going to get a boring wrestling match that goes to the decision. Let me positive. I'm going to agree with you on that, too, by the yeah. way. Second round. Then we got a flyweight fight. Not as familiar with these guys either, although I feel like I've seen them around. I know the names a little more. That doesn't mean I'm going to be able to say it. <laughs> Rogerio Bontorin, who's 16, 4, and 2. He's got three KOs, 11 subs, and two decisions. Manuel Cape, who's 17 and 6, 11 KOs, five subs, one decision, and has had a lot of finishes at flyweight. He's also a former Risen Bantamweight champion as well. I like Manuel in this. I'm going to go with Rogerio just because I believe he's lost three of his last four and he had a no decision in there or no contest in there as well. So he is most certainly fighting for his job in the UFC. I'm going to go with him via sub in the second round. All right, I'll take Cape, and I'll match you with that second-round submission. All right, now we're going to step it up here a little bit here. Whaley Zhang, 21-3, and 3, 10 KOs, 7 subs, 4 decisions, former strawweight champion. She's the first-ever strawweight, first-ever Chinese champion in UFC history. She's had fight of the night uh, against the J-Check. It's the fight of the century. It's one of the greatest fights of all time. We're getting a rematch here. Absolutely uh, the greatest women's fight of all time. Period. Maybe the best fight UFC fight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, performance of the night against Jessica Andraz. That's who she won the title off of. And Andraz is a finisher, and she finished her draws in the first round. Yeah. And then obviously, Helena Jadechek, who's 16 and four. So, just about Jadechek is she's only got four KOs and one sub. She's not necessarily the finisher you think she would, she has 11 decisions, but she's a volume puncher. And she, and she punishes girls. That's what yeah. she does. She doesn't finish him, she beats him up for five rounds. Yeah. And I arguably won the first fight between. Between these two arguably close fight it was very very close yeah she's had five successful does she's a tie with amanda nunez for most title fights in ufc women's divisions she's the first born polish born champion ufc history performance of the night one time fight of the night three times most win in ufc women's strawweight history highest strike significant strike differential in ufc championship history that was also against draws and draws has not fared well against these two women she just walked into everything yolana gave her yeah yeah and draws is one of the best to do it so this should be an amazing fight will we get a finish it's only three rounds right three rounds yeah that's a big difference yeah that is a big difference so it's going to be interesting to see what the check is looks like after the long layoff too two years yeah yeah let's go let's go either way i'm gonna go with whaley based on that layoff because it's tough sometimes to take that layoff and come back. And, you know, you hear, you see her, she's been like, you know, on Instagram and, you know, she's going to all these different places having fun. That's great. And you need to do some of that. But man, when you're going up against these beasts, like I'd, I'd like to see a little more photos. And maybe now, maybe we don't know, but I can't base that on what I don't know. So I, based on what I know, I'm going to go with Whaley. I'll say she even gets the finish. I'll go round three. Joanna used to post a lot of training footage and all that. And and like you said, yeah, she's just posting her on a different beach around the world, I feel yeah. like, all the time. So, I mean, do whatever you want. But it does, I mean, obviously, social media is not everything. But it certainly seems like a one foot in, one foot out sort of thing. What has she added to her game since the last fight? Because we know Wei Li has been working with Cejudo and added wrestling to her game. In three rounds, you know, between the new edition of wrestling and the fact that it's three rounds, I think those are going to be the two biggest factors in the difference between the first fight and this one. I think arguably, like you said, Joanna could have won that first fight. But the fact that her head 
got so swollen, you know, I think that sways the judges. Obviously, she took the most damage. I don't see that happening this time again or ever again. Ah, it's a tough fight to call. I'm going to agree with you, though. I'm going to go with Whaley based on the wrestling. I think just the threat of the takedown is going to allow her to land her strikes a little bit more and keep Joanna backing up. Plus, she hasn't been in there in two years and she might you know, be on her way out. So I'm going to go with Wei Li. I think it's going to be a decision again, though, because Ioana is still Ioana, and she's super tough. Yeah, she's only been finished one time that I can think of, because that's the Rose fight. So I may be going out on a limb and saying it's a three-round. But I guess here's the thing, too. Even if Ioana is the fighter of old, it's the three-round thing. Like, Ioana sometimes is a little bit of a slow starter. She figures you out. And then, you know, like round four or five, she's putting it on you. And it's kind of She gets better, yeah. So without having those extra two rounds, I kind of makes me favor Wei Lee if this goes to, like, a decision, too. And Wei Lee is a fast starter. She'll come out the first round just 100% everything, so... So stylistically, it's tough. I, I would Could almost, be fight of the night, though, again. I almost wish that for J.J. checked that this was a five-rounder main event on a fight night or something, just because yeah. I like to see you get that opportunity. But I'm happy we got it on this card. Yeah. Then we got Valentina Shevenko defending the women's flyweight title. Man, this woman, 22-3, and 8 KO, 7 subs, 7 decisions. Like, what a well-rounded record. <laughs> equal decisions, equal subs, and then one more extra KO. It's all, she can beat you in so many ways. Woman's flyweight champion, six successful title defenses, you know, performance of the night three times, most wins in UFC women's flyweight division history, most consecutive wins in UFC women's flyweight division. I mean, she's just got so many records here. Her opponent, Talia Santos, is 19 and 1, 10 KOs, three subs, six decisions. Performance of the night, one time against Joanna Wood, and she was a Aspera fighting championship at Bantamweight one time. <sighs> so I don't know. I, I mean, she's got some power looking at some of the fights I've seen her with, but man, at the end of the day, I don't know. I just don't see anybody beating Valentina. I think Valentina will get the finish, too. I'll go round three. Probably crucifix her and just, uh, you know, put her out. Yeah. So I would put Valentina on the same level as Nunez in terms of greatness or whatever. So if we look at Nunez, and obviously she lost her belt. The difference is Valentina, I think, is just a true martial artist. She is always looking to improve her attitude. She's She doesn't really believe the hype in her greatness. She she just wants to go out and do her best and improve every fight. So I think that is what that humbleness is what's going to keep her champ for a long time. So I don't see Santos bringing anything that Valentina's never seen in an octagon or in a kickboxing fight. So I think you're just going to see her put it on her. The problem I see is how she's going to finish the fight because she's so well-rounded. It, mm-hmm. Like you said, it really could go any way. I think Santos is going to fade later in the fight. This will be five rounds because it's a title fight. So I think Valentina is going to beat her up on the feet, rock her, and then in suburb with an arm bar or something. I'll say round four, sub. Round four, I like it. All right, let's get to it. Main event time. Oh, Randy, uh, this is the answer Randy's question. Does Anna win? We were just talking about this. We don't think so. You have to go back and watch it, Randy. <laughs> we got to get to the main event. <laughs> we got Glover Teixeira defending the light heavyweight championship, 33-7, and seven, 18 KOs, 10 submissions, 5 decisions. Glover's got the most finishes in light heavyweight division, most submissions in light heavyweight division. The guy's a stud. He's a Hall of Famer. But boy, this Yuri Prohaska kid, <laughs> who's younger, 28-3-1, 25 KOs, two submissions, 
and one decision. Performance of the night against Ultimir and Reyes. Fight of the night against Dominic Reyes. Former Ryzen light heavyweight champion too. Yeah, he's got a lot of momentum. He's a good, he's, he's a fight. If you look at his record too, he's gotten better as time goes on. Randy wants to know, does Glover's reign end? So we're going to answer that right here. And I believe it does. I love Glover, but I'm going to say Yuri takes him out. I wouldn't be shocked if he actually Yuri got him out in the first round too. Glover takes punishment in those early rounds sometimes. And the key to Glover is he can survive. Now, if Glover can survive the early storm here, I don't necessarily, I'm not picking him still because I think Prohaska is such a great fighter, but I could see this going a few rounds. So based on Glover's ability to take punishment, I'm going to say Prohaska is still going to get this finish. I'm going to go with uh, TKO round three. So I've been saying Yuri is going to be champ since the night, maybe even before Glover won the belt off of yeah. Jan. I find myself reconsidering as of late a little bit feels a bit disrespectful to glover just just a vet you know in every sense of the word for sure so not to discredit glover and you know i i will be surprised if glover gets his victory but we've counted him out before so it's not like i'm gonna say this is like the greatest upset in the history of mma if glover gets this win it's just you know gun to my head i think this younger guy who's got a ton of finishes and is constantly improving is probably going to be the favorite here that being said, my heart's with Glover. I hope I'm wrong. And that's no offense against Yuri either. I just want this ride to go a little bit longer with Glover. Yuri is all fire and piss and vinegar and enthusiasm. And Glover is all heart and determination and experience. And I think in a matchup between those those intangibles, I would edge it towards Glover. But and and I agree with you. I'd like to see him stay champ for a little bit longer, even though I am such a huge Yuri fan. But I think the fact that Glover's defense is so weak on the feet, he keeps his head on the center line to get hit all the time. And Yuri's so accurate and so explosive with knees and elbows and, and everything. I think he's just going to rock him early and finish him early. But like you said, if Glover gets rocked and gets the fight to the ground, that evens out the odds a lot. But I'm going to go with Yuri first round knockout, something spectacular, probably. Yeah, I could see that. You know, it's one of those things where I could see it ending in the first round. But if Glover can survive, like I could see Glover taking this late in the fight, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'll be happy and I'll be sad no matter who wins. Yeah. And Yuri's been nothing but respectful to Glover. He's super excited. As he should be. Yeah. Like he was when Glover won the belt, like he was calling him a legend and how excited he was. And Glover. Was next to him, and Glover kept saying, "You're next, right?" You know, yeah. and going to front of the lane. He's like, he's like, yeah. he was all about Glover, though. Like, he didn't want to talk about that. He was, yeah. Super. So, yeah, I'm excited, and I'll be happy for whoever wins, and sad for. Everyone. So, it should be a fun card. Expecting a lot of knockouts, a lot of finishes. I think based on our predictions, but we will see. So, why don't we tell them what we got coming up one more time? All right, June 18th, we're going to be previewing UFC Fight Night Cater versus Emmett. June 25th, we'll be previewing UFC Fight Night Sarukian versus Gamrot. And then July 2nd, that'll be uh, International Fight Week. We will preview UFC 276 Adesanya versus Cannoneer. All right, some exciting fights coming up. 
But it's all about UFC 275 this weekend. We'll see how our predictions do. I threw a lot of first round finishes last week. I couldn't believe that shit was happening. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh shit, this is, I was right. <laughs> yeah, it was a good card. Yeah, it was a good card. Yeah. So. All right, guys. We'll be back next week. Some more combat sports. Hopefully, UFC 275 is a banger. See you around. Talk some combat sports. Peace, guys. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 